0: Welcome to Nobody Told Me. I'm Jan Black. And I'm Laura Owens. If you're a dog owner, like both of us are, (laughs) you may have wished that you could
1: communicate better with your dog. Chances are you talk to your dog, but it would be great to have your
0: dog talk back. Stay tuned as we get some tips on how to make that happen. Our guest on this episode is speech-language pathologist Christina Hunger, who's known for her groundbreaking work in being the first person to teach a dog to talk using a customized communication device and speech therapy techniques. She's the author of the new book, How Stella Learned to Talk, the groundbreaking story of the world's first talking dog. Christina, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Tell us who Stella is and how she learned to talk. Stella is my three-year-old
2: Australian cattle dog mixed with a Catahoula. She's wonderful, she's sweet and spunky, and she learned to talk by me creating a communication device for her and teaching her how to say words, just like I teach kids how to talk in speech therapy.
1: Talk to us about what your job entails as a speech pathologist. I know it's something that most of us are familiar with, but until I read more about you and your work, I wasn't sure quite how you got it to work for a dog.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Speech therapy is a, a very large scope of practice. And what I've always done is I worked in the pediatric setting, which is working with kids, Um, a lot of kids who have some pretty significant disabilities, and a lot of them aren't able to talk with verbal speech. And when that happens, it's my job to find a different way to allow them to talk and express language just through, you know, another way besides verbal speech. So I've worked with a lot of kids who use communication devices to talk and teach them how to communicate that way. And so what I was seeing with Stella was she was understanding the words that we were saying to her and she was demonstrating so many of the same skills that all children go through when they're developing language, just at the point right before they start saying words. So I was thinking, you know, if we have all this technology to help people say words in different ways, maybe Stella just needs a different way to be able to say words. So I I was really curious about that. And um, that's what led me down this whole path.
0: So tell us how it is that Stella talks because she's not actually using her her voice box.
2: Right, so she has um, a large board that has almost 50 different buttons that each say a different word when they're pressed. So she uses her paw to press each button that says a different word. Uh, We started out really small. I, I had no idea where it was going when I started with her. I started with just a few different buttons to say some that would say simple words like outside, play and water. So I thought it would just be easier for her to communicate with the words that she was hearing us say all the time. Um, Instead of whining or barking and us being confused about what she wanted, she could just say the word instead of waiting for us um, to say it for her. So it started out really small with simple words. And then as she started using some words, I was noticing a lot of language development that happens with kids. So I started just trying different concepts and adding more vocabulary to get to the point that we are at now.
1: Most people who train dogs think about it in terms of, okay, I'm going to tell the dog to sit and the dog sits. But with you, the dog is conveying an emotion or I want to go outside. I know that that's Stella's favorite thing to say. How were you able to do that? How were you able to kind of change dog training and how we normally think about it?
2: That's such a great question. And it's something that is so important to what I do and something that I love talking about because there's a really big difference between training and teaching and so when I set out to start working with Stella, I had the question like what would happen if I used these speech therapy teaching techniques to work with Stella instead of just training her to do what I wanted, you know, on command. So instead of ever directing her to say a specific word at a certain time, It was all just naturalistic modeling. So anytime I verbally said one of the words that she had a button for, I would also say it with her button several times and then just proceed to um, do, you know, whatever the button was saying. So outside is a really easy example. Anytime um, I was saying outside, I would push the button outside a few times and give her the chance to say it or watch me say it. And then, you know, finish the follow through of taking her outside. So it was more about observing what Stella was already doing and what I was saying and just showing her how she could say that word if she wanted to, just giving her that opportunity.
0: How long did it take from the the time you first introduced this form of communication to her until she really kind of got it and got that, that first word and that first sense that if she wanted to go outside, she could press the button.
2: Yeah. It it took a good few weeks of modeling um, a few different words at the beginning. So I, I really didn't know if she was going to catch on for the first couple of weeks, there were truly no signs of progress. Like, you know, my friends were coming over and I'm pushing this button before taking her outside. And they're like, no, what are you doing here? And it was, So hard for me to um, keep going at that time because, you know, no one had done this before. So I I wasn't sure if it was going anywhere. But around week three, she started really paying attention to me, pushing the button, watching what I was doing. Um, She started just standing next to it and then she would swat and totally miss it. But all of those were great signs that we were headed in the right direction. And they were all happening when she had to go outside and she was trying to let me know. So once I saw that you know, glimpse of potential, I really kicked it up a notch with the teaching and was so excited when
1: after about a month, she started using words on her own. And I love how she has been able to express feelings. And I think one of the most beautiful examples of that is in one of your YouTube videos. She says that she loves you. And it's so nice that she does that because it's not like something she's asking for. And all too often with people in general, it seems like they communicate just because they want something, not because they're just (laughs) saying, Hey, you're really important to me. So I imagine that must have been the most special moment for you, or am I just putting words in your mouth? No,
2: that's, I mean, it's spot on. It's, it's really special to hear when she says, love you. And it's never been you know, me trying to get her to say that just to appease me. I've always just modeled it naturally when I was showing Stella affection or when she was being, you know, affectionate towards me or my husband, Jake. And there've been times when I've been really sick, for example, and the only thing Stella said to me all day was love you and just stayed right by my side. And that it, it was just incredibly special and touching that. You know, she was showing me that she cared both with her words and her body language.
0: Now, how many words does she know now? And how do you introduce a new word to her?
2: Right now, she's at close to 50 words that she's saying, which is incredible. And so when I go about introducing a new word to Stella, I think about what would be really functional for her communication and you know, for her day-to-day life and what she might be wanting to talk about or needing a way to express. And so um, I start by just modeling it in all of the natural contexts that I already use the word. So anytime I verbally say that word, I use her button to say it as well. And I try to catch opportunities where Stella is already demonstrating, you know, what the meaning of that word is. And I'm just putting a word to it. So adding a word to her nonverbal communication or to her vocalizations as like the next level up of communication. And that's something um, that we do all the time with kids and we don't even realize it. Like if you can imagine a baby who is gesturing that um, he wants his mom to pick him up by just lifting up his arms, you automatically say, oh, yes. And, you know, pick the baby up it's a perfect example of noticing the nonverbal communication and adding a word to it to show how he could say that when he develops that skill.
0: This episode is sponsored by Ritual, and we're always excited to talk about Ritual's products. And in fact, in just a minute, we'll tell you about Ritual's special offer for Nobody Told Me listeners. Let's focus on Ritual's essential protein products for a moment. The fact is we all need protein, and it's not just about muscles. Protein helps support bone health and so much more. But protein powders can be intimidating, to say the least. Plus, as we go through life, our protein needs change. So it's important to choose a mix for different life stages. Ritual's Essential Protein is a delicious plant-based protein powder with three distinct formulas designed to meet the body's changing protein needs during different life stages. There's Daily Shake 18+, Daily Shake 50+, and Daily Shake Pregnancy and Postpartum. Each of these three thoughtful formulas contains... 20 grams of pea protein per serving. Ritual's essential protein powder is a good foundation for your health and it's easy to incorporate into your daily rituals. I just add water, shake and sip and I love the great taste, so do I. It's a delicious handcrafted vanilla formula from sustainably harvested Madagascar vanilla bean extract. There's no added sugar or sugar alcohols. It's soy-free, gluten-free and non-GMO. You may have heard us talk about Ritual's products over over the years, We're big fans and really
1: appreciate that with Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain, you know the what, how, and why of
0: every labeled ingredient. You won't find fillers, colorants, or shady additives. Ritual offers a super flexible subscription service with free shipping for subscribers, free easy cancellation, and a money-back guarantee within the trial period. So, are you ready to shake up your protein, Ritual? Our Nobody Told Me listeners get 10% off during your first three months at Ritual.com com NTM. Remember, Ritual even offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. Visit Ritual.com slash NTM today for 10% off your first three months. Again, that's Ritual.com slash NTM for 10% off your first three months. When you first got her, did you
1: think that she was going to have any role in your career? Did you intend on teaching her any
0: words?
2: No, not at all. Oh my gosh. If, if we could go back and tell me and my husband Jake what we were getting into when we picked her up in a grocery store parking lot, I don't think we would have believed in that. <laughs> um, but it's it's just been so amazing because it was all so natural and it came from this passion that I have for um, augmentative communication and for helping, everyone share their voice. So I, I just think that's part of why it's so special. It was a really organic and natural um, curiosity that I had it. And we got to see it evolve to where it is now.
0: So when she presses the button for outside, for example, she hears your voice saying outside.
2: Yes. So when she pushes the button, it's it's a recorded button um, that says outside. And so that's been really interesting too. Like Uh, We always keep the words in the same spot on her board because she memorizes where the location of each word is, similar to how we all um, know how to type really well because the keys all stay in the same spot and our fingers can go to them pretty automatically. But sometimes the words will get erased if they're bumped into something or um, the battery dies and we have to re-record a button. And whenever we re-record it, and she presses it for the first time. It always sounds a little bit different because it's never exactly the same as the first time I recorded the same word. And she realizes that she'll turn her head and you know side to side and look down at the button, like, that's not what I was expecting to hear. And she'll push it a bunch of times over and over again, kind of getting used to um, the new way that it sounds.
1: There was really a sense of panic that she had at one point in one of your YouTube videos where she tried to communicate a word and it didn't go off. And it was really reminding me of how so many people feel misunderstood. And you think about people who have horrible conditions where they can't speak and how frustrating it must be for them to not be Mm -hmm. able to convey that emotion or that need. What Mm -hmm. other parallels did you draw between her struggles and those that people have?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's definitely a great one that I've noticed is just um, having language available to you. I mean, it's something that most of us just take for granted that we can say any word that comes into our minds, but that's, unfortunately, not the case for um, a lot of people with disabilities, they are relying on somebody else to program their device for them, that has, you know, all of the words that they could possibly say. So it's just this really interesting concept that I, I think about a lot that, you know, the only thing that Stella has access to say is what I decide to put into the board, like which buttons I choose. And a lot of times I'll think like, you know, there's probably so much more that she could say if she had the words for them or, or what if I'm totally off in what she's really wanting to say. So I, I do think about that quite a bit.
0: Do you think Stella is a happier dog because she can communicate in this way?
2: I definitely think she's just more well-adjusted and more, yeah, able to express herself and therefore happier. Um, I can it's hard to say because we started when she was so young there wasn't really a period where she didn't have um, a way to say words but if we go somewhere um, you know in the car and we bring her board or we're unpacking things and as soon as we set her board with all of her words um, on it down she's so much happier it's so cute she's wagging her tail licking our faces She'll say happy sometimes, or yes, or love you. She's just automatically a lot more comfortable when she has all of her communication available to her.
1: What goals do you have for how much you can teach her in the future?
2: Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I, I wouldn't say I have specific goals for like number of words or what kinds of concepts. It's more just about her being able to functionally communicate about her environment. And so something that I've learned a lot more recently, too, um, we just moved from California to Illinois, and now we're in a house, whereas before we were in an apartment. And our life looks a lot different in a house here in Illinois than it did in an apartment in San Diego. And I'm already realizing, you know, a lot of the vocabulary that I had chosen for Um, her environment back in California isn't as fitting for what it is now. So I'm figuring out, you know, ways to change her vocabulary or introduce more words that would help her talk about everything that's going on in her daily life here, as opposed to what it used to look like.
0: Now, what can those of us who are dog owners do on our own to try to communicate in this way with our pets?
2: Great question. So it's been really fun to see a lot of other dog owners teaching their own pets. It's it's just been so exciting for me. Uh, the first thing to do is just to pay attention to how your dog is already communicating to you. So really pay attention to their vocalizations and their gestures. You know when they're communicating to you, what you're thinking that they're trying to convey. Um, you can get buttons that say words. They're they're pretty. Um, cheap on Amazon it's like $20 for a pack of four and just start putting words to what your dog is already doing and narrating their actions so just simply talking about what they're doing putting language to it and then showing them how they can also say that word by pushing the button for it goes a long way in teaching and in your dog's learning.
1: My family has rescued senior dogs over the years and mm-hmm. I thought and maybe I'm really wrong but when I when I was reading the book I thought to myself I wonder if Stella was able to learn these words so quickly and so well because she was taught from such a young age and is this something that I should even try with my older dogs what do you think about that
2: I definitely think she you know learned so well and so fast you know, because she was a puppy and it has been part of her um, entire life is this communication, but I don't think it's, you know, impossible for older dogs to learn. I I don't know what, you know, more of the long-term results would be if, you know, how much of a vocabulary they would acquire, how much they would use it if they've had years of, you know, communicating
1: in different ways already. But you but, would think uh, it would be really beneficial for them cognitively regardless to do it, even if they don't pick up so many words and they can't communicate in the same way, even if they can just be thinking in a different way, maybe it would be good for them.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean. I've seen a lot of older dogs have success. A lot of my friends have older dogs and um, have taught their dogs at least a few different words. And it is just another type of mental stimulation. And that's something that's been really interesting to see with Stella, just how motivated she is to learn this without me providing like any external um, rewards for her. I'm not giving her treats when she's saying words. Um, I'm not, you know, making her say a word at a specific time, it's like once she figured out what this does, her ability to use these buttons as words, she had this drive to keep learning and keep practicing and keep figuring it out. So I definitely think just that mental stimulation and um, a new challenge is, is really beneficial.
0: You know, on a much more basic level than what you've been working with, We've had a couple of dogs over the years who almost seem to verbally say hi at a, oh at a particular God. point. And I'm wondering, is that just my imagination or have they heard us say hi and heard other people say hi enough that somehow they're kind of trying to imitate it like a child would?
2: Yeah, I mean, I at this point with what I've done with Stella, I feel like anything is possible. So <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you know they did hear that word so many times and figured out how to match their vocalizations. Dogs are really smart and they do imitate a lot of what humans do, which is something that I saw so strongly in, you know, other forms of Stella's communication and just how she acted. Um, so I I wouldn't be surprised if that was the
1: case. What are your hopes for how she can inspire your patients and the world in general?
2: I, I'm just so thrilled seeing how many people are aware of AAC now um, it's it's just so important that there's this understanding that there are other ways to say words not just verbal speech and I just think you know the more people see this in practice you know with anyone anywhere the more people realize that there's help and hope for others who aren't able to talk with verbal speech. There are tragically so many kids who, you know, they're 12 or 16 years old who have never had a way to talk if they're not able to with their verbal speech. And so I I just really hope that this movement um, has this surge of AAC power and shows people what's possible so that people know to get help and where to find it.
0: So tell us more about the the AAC technology. And you said you can get this online for like twenty dollars or so if you just want to start. Um, So what is it that you're actually looking for and what are some of the basic words that you would start with?
2: Yeah. So the buttons that we started using with Stella are just um, little multicolored buttons that are about the size of your hand. They're called recordable answer buzzers, and you can actually choose you know what words to program into them. So I would start with simple words that are really frequently occurring and something that your dog you think would want to talk about. So I started with outside, play, water, and walk, because those were things that Stella and I did together every day, and those were things that she was already communicating about. So I could just add the word as the next level of communication instead of having to start from scratch there.
1: And Christina, as you know, our show is called Nobody Told Me. So at the end of each show, we ask our guests, what is your nobody told me lesson? Mm -hmm. So what is it that nobody told you about the ability that dogs have to communicate that you wish that you'd known before you got Stella because maybe you would have done things a little bit differently and you could have prepared more for a talking dog.
2: <laughs> Definitely. That's a great question. Um I always think about how at the beginning of this journey, I truly thought that I was just going to teach Stella those three or four basic words and that was going to be it. Had I known that she would someday combine single words together to create short phrases, um, create her own meanings for words and create phrases to talk about, you know, objects that she doesn't have a button for. I absolutely would have started with a lot more vocabulary, just like I would with teaching kids. So when I teach a kid to talk using an AAC device, I don't just go like one word at a time. I start with a lot of language because That's how all children learn, you know, they're exposed to a lot of words and then acquire them. So I think had I known um, how much she could learn and grow, I definitely would have started with more words um, really, really shortly after I got her.
0: How can people connect with you on social media and the internet and find out more about your work?
2: Yes. So my website, hungerforwords.com has a lot of information about our story and some tips for getting started. Um, Social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at hunger, H-U-N-G-E-R number four words. Those are the best places to find me.
1: Well, Christina, we want to thank you so much for joining us and those online resources that you have available are great. And it's really fun to keep up with you and your videos and your website's fantastic as well.
2: Yes. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Again, our thanks to Christina Hunger, author of the new book, How Stella Learned to Talk, the groundbreaking story of the world's first talking dog. And again, her website is hungerforwords.com. I'm Laura Owens. And I'm Jan Black. And you've been listening to Nobody Told Me. Thank you so much for joining us.